The Jerusalem Channel is made possible by viewer support. Thanks for watching. How do we learn to recognize when God is speaking to us? On the morning of the resurrection, Mary Magdalene didn't recognize Jesus, and she thought he was merely the gardener, because the Bible says his grave was located in a garden. But the moment Jesus spoke to her, Mary instantly recognized his voice. And it was a transforming moment in her life because Jesus had been raised from the dead and he would call her to announce to his disciples that Jesus is alive. And today I want to share with you how you can better hear and discern that still small voice of God in your life. Hello, I'm Christine Darig, and welcome to Exploits, where we remind you that the people who know God will be strong and carry out exploits, the works of the Lord. Jesus said in the Gospel in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. In today's teaching, I want to observe that we learn to hear God's voice basically four different ways. First of all, by reading His Word on a daily basis. That way we always hear His thoughts and everything that He's recorded for us to know. Secondly, we learn to know His voice through familiarity, by walking with the Lord day by day. Thirdly, God speaks to us through godly counsel. And fourthly, He speaks to us through our own thoughts and impressions that He gives us. Have you learned to discern the Lord's voice? The Lord said in His Word in no uncertain terms that we are supposed to know His voice. For example, when my husband calls me on the telephone, he doesn't have to identify himself because I know his voice through familiarity. He's not a stranger to me. But do you know your Lord's voice? He's constantly guiding us and always speaking to us, but are we listening? He's always broadcasting, but are we picking up his signals? As disciples of the Lord, we don't have to stumble in the dark. We should be persuaded that we're following his divine will and not just the imaginations of our own hearts. A great Bible promise is found in Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21 where it says, your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, this is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. The direction of the voice from behind is commonly explained by Bible commentators as the practice of shepherds going behind their flocks or nurses walking behind their patients to observe their motions. Usually, of course, a guide goes in front of us, but if we get off track, our backs are turned and consequently the warning voice would be heard from behind. Whichever way you interpret it, Isaiah 30, 21 promises that the voice of the Lord will be a faithful guide and monitor. 
Well, what does God's voice actually sound like? According to rabbinic tradition, God's voice is called a bat kol in Hebrew, which literally means daughter of a voice. The implication is that God's voice is most often a soft voice. This rabbinic phrase, bat kol, could also refer to the faint whispers of the Holy Spirit. Actually, in the Bible, God's voice has a very wide range of sound. At one end of the scale, in 1 Kings chapter 19, the prophet Elijah recognized God by a still, small voice. But at Mount Sinai, God's voice was frightening. It boomed like a trumpet in thunder. In the Gospels, a voice from heaven occurs three times when God spoke at the baptism of Jesus, at the transfiguration of Jesus, and also the night before the Lord's passion. And the Lord himself spoke dramatically to the Apostle Paul after he was raised from the dead on the Damascus Road. The Lord confronted him in a vision by saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You see, sometimes God audibly calls his servants by name. The prophet Samuel, when he was just a child, heard God calling him by name in the night. And the great Scottish-American preacher, Peter Marshall, in the 20th century was walking through a bog at night in Scotland and he heard God calling him by name to alert him of impending danger. Generally speaking, Jesus instructed us that we're simply to be like sheep. Through familiarity and intimacy, sheep learn to know the voice of their shepherd. And so we should know the voice of our good shepherd, Jesus the Messiah. And Jesus said in John chapter 10 that his sheep hear his voice and follow him because we know his voice and we won't follow the voice of a stranger. Those who are not his sheep won't heed his voice. They'll be false sheep, interlopers in his flock, who one day will be cast out. You see, Jesus warned of a future day when his sheep will be separated from the doomed disobedient, referred to in the New Testament as goats. Well, what side will you be on? Will you be with the sheep in that day? Or hopefully you won't be a goat. The Good Shepherd is faithful to lead us. The famous Psalm 23 in verse 3 declares, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And so one of the true marks of a disciple is that we'll be a genuine sheep with the ability to recognize the shepherd's voice and to follow him. This is an important proof of discipleship. Of course, it would be nice and convenient always to hear an audible voice, but that's not the Lord's usual way. You see, he wants our spirits to become attuned to his voice, not just our physical ears. Most of the time, the Lord uses a still small voice inside of us to guide us or to let us know when we're not on the right path. Some people call it the voice of peace. You see, if you don't feel peace about something, definitely don't do it. A great spiritual guideline is found in the New Testament in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, which says, 
Let the peace of God rule, be an umpire in your hearts. Many times God will use people to try to get through to us. It might be a word in a sermon or something a friend says to us. God can even speak to us through an unbeliever. And sometimes the Lord leads us through circumstances, but godly counsel is a very practical way that God speaks to us often. Proverbs 11 and verse 14 declares where there's no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. We can receive godly counsel in the form of uh, an exhortation or a personal prophecy, such as a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom given by a seasoned believer, which we're not supposed to despise. But most of all, I've discovered over the years in my walk with the Lord that one of the most constant ways that he communicates with our spirits is through our thought patterns and our impressions from God. Let me explain it this way. The Lord will impress your spirit to do something, and so you're able to say to your family and friends, I believe that the Lord is leading me to do such and such are to speak with somebody. Therefore, if we're not careful, we could just assume that it's our own thoughts and then we could dismiss them and we might miss the leading of the Lord. So I've learned to pay attention to my thoughts and to recurring impressions. A number of years ago, when the Lord wanted us to plant our ministry center in the Garden of Gethsemane in Jerusalem, in my mind's eye, I kept seeing a picture of a church just outside of St. Stephen's Gate and also not far from Jerusalem's Golden Gate, all in the neighborhood of the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, I kept thinking about that location off and on, and sometimes a picture of St. Stephen's Church in Gethsemane would just pop into my mind out of the blue. We need to pay attention to things like that. Some people call it daydreaming. And when you're a believer, daydreaming can be a form of God speaking to us. You see, I thought of that area so many times that it dawned on me that the Lord was leading me to check out that area. And sure enough, we found a villa to rent behind the church and not far from the Golden Gate. And it became our ministry center for a couple of strategic years. In fact, when seeking the Lord about various things, Psalm 37 and verse 4 has always been very helpful to me. It's one of my favorite verses. It says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now that verse doesn't mean that the Lord will give you whatever you want. It means that when you're seeking the Lord, He will put His his desires and his thoughts into your heart, into your mind. He will make your thoughts conform with his desires. Isn't that exciting? If my spirit has been regenerated and born again, then I can begin to trust the thoughts and impressions that come from the Holy Spirit dwelling within my spirit. And if I have a drag on my heart to do something, if I have to drag my heart to go somewhere, then I've learned that God is most likely giving me the impression not to get involved. 
It's like he puts the brakes on a situation. And that kind of guidance, that kind of speaking to us saves so much time and wasted efforts. The peace of God is the voice of peace that leads us. So to review, God's voice should become recognizable to us as we learn his ways. And his voice has a big range. It can range from a still soft whisper to a loud audible command. Let's listen for his voice every day and most of all, for the loud shout of the archangel and the trumpet of God when Jesus will soon return to summon his bride. I do believe the second coming will happen very soon. And are you watching for that? And are you listening for it? Well, you can help spiritually to prepare yourself for the turbulent last days ahead of us by watching our teaching videos anytime at our website at exploits.tv, where you can also click online to receive our free ministry magazine. So thank you for spending this time with me. And until next time, I'm Christine Dark, contending for the faith and encouraging you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Shalom. Since we started the Jerusalem Channel less than two years ago, the word has certainly spread far and wide. Acts 1.8 is our ministry mandate. First in Jerusalem, then to Judea and Samaria, and on to the ends of the earth. Over the internet, we have a global audience that wants to know the Word of God and to better understand in time events. As you can see from this analysis, people from many nations are joining us for these exploits programs. But each time someone views the channel, the video streaming costs are a real expense. It's much cheaper than satellite TV, but we still need to produce and stream these broadcasts. That's why I would urge you to help us. You can call us in the United States at our toll-free number, 888-245-2692, or in the United Kingdom at our national number, 0843-557-557. 4077. With a credit or debit card, you can also click the donate button on our website. Thank you for being a part of the Jerusalem Channel's mandate. As Daniel 11:32 proclaims, those who know God will be strong and do exploits. Please keep us and Exploits TV, the Jerusalem Channel in your prayers so that we can reach the world through the internet and by YouTube, Roku, and Google TV.